Hello, everybody. It's me, Auntie, and thank you for joining me for the continuation of The Jumbies by Tracy Baptiste. Chapter 22, Family. When Corinne get, got to her front yard, she picked up a dry branch from the ground and held it over her head like a weapon. She pushed through the door and went straight to her father. He was still sitting in a chair in the kitchen. He looked very old, as if a layer of gray had settled on him overnight. Even his eyes were clouded and waxy like a blind man's. Severine was nowhere to be seen. Corinne dropped the branch and ran back outside. She picked an orange and went back in to slice it open and squeeze some of the juice into her father's parched lips. His tongue flickered out and licked some of it. As soon as he did, the clouds began to part from his eyes. Corinne gave him some more. Pierre's eyes darted around the room. Finally, they settled on his daughter. Corinne? Yes, Papa, Corinne said, relieved. His eyes were soft, like she had always known them to be. But in an instant, they turned hard with fear. Corinne, run! Corinne jumped out of the way, and just as a heavy wooden rolling pin crashed down on the arm of the chair, right where she was, she had been just a moment before, pieces of the chair splintered onto the floor. Corinne grabbed for her branch, but Severine kicked it away. Corinne looked back to her father, but the clouds over his eyes had turned. He saw nothing. Even though Severine stood in the shadows, there was enough light coming through one of the windows so that Corinne could see her even more clearly than she had the day before. Severine's skin looked dry and shriveled, like old tree bark under a layer of downy brown hair. She had grown thin and so long that she had to hunch so she wouldn't hit the ceiling. Her eyes were huge in her gaunt face and shining with yellow light. Now the green cloth that covered her body barely reached her knees and hung in gaping panels. Two thin legs with bare feet and toes like scraggly roots stretched out beneath her. Severine was not a la diables. Only Corinne didn't know what other Jumpy she could be. I was wondering how long it was it would take you to come back, Severine said. You must have missed me. But now I'm not sure. I want you around pestering me anymore. You're a lot of trouble. When you're trouble, you're trouble. Trouble comes troubling you, Grin said. And you came to us. Ah, 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 Severine shook a finger at Corinne. What you don't know, little girl, could fill up the entire ocean. I was here first. This is my island. People came to me sailing on the ocean in ships filled to the brim with people. I destroyed all the ships, and I should have made sure that all of you drowned in the sea. But I was stupid. I allowed too many of you to swim to shore. 
That was a mistake. As Severine moved around the room, she carefully avoided the few shafts of light that came through the window. Corinne felt fear flare up in her again and eyed the big iron skillet on the counter. She began to inch toward it. She hoped that Severine would not notice. Why did you let them come then? Corinne asked, her voice trembling. If you didn't want them to live here, why did you allow it? She moved steadily along the counter as she spoke. I had a sister. She pitied people. She went inside the ships and saw that some of the people were chained below. She helped them escape and swim to the island while I dealt with the others. If I had seen what she was doing, I would have stopped her. Chains? Yes, didn't you know that? Severine laughed. Is there anything you do know? Some of the people chained up others and left them to rot in the bottoms of their ships. My sister felt sorry for them. I never did. You are terrible. Corinne struggled to find a word to describe the creature in front of her. You know what I am? Say it. Say what they call me. Jumbie. Yes, that's it. I didn't like pretending to be human, but my sister did. She pretended often so she could spend time with people. Then she must have started to believe she was human because she did the most stupid human thing of all. She fell in love with your father. Serene's eyes pierced Corinne. Corinne's muscles went slack. She stood motionless just a few inches from the skillet. It could be true. She looked at her papa as Severine at the, at the house her name her mama had helped to make. Her throat was dry. She couldn't speak. I should have known not to let. What did you kind call her? Nicole go among people? Severine was saying there are infections, little parasites, and she was too good for them. She lowered herself to be with the likes of your father. And then what happened to her? Where is she now? Corinne found her voice. It was raspy and soft. What are you talking about? Severine crouched down so that her eyes were at the same level at Corinne's. Your mother lied to your father about who she really was. At first, I thought her pretending was a good thing. She would lie to the humans, gain their trust, perhaps recruit some of them to our side. But all she stole was his heart. And in the end, he stole her life. That is why it's better to be who you are. Better to stay with your own kind. Severine looked at Corinne up and down. If you know who you your own kind is, she smiled. It was almost gentle. I thought I had lost my family. But look, here we are all together at last. You are a liar. I am no family of yours. Corinne reached behind her and found the handle of the skillet. She raised it over her head and grunted as she pelted it toward the jumpy.
Severine caught it easily and put it down on the table. She shook her head. Is that any way to treat your auntie? She asked. Stop saying that. You are not my family, Corinne screamed. No, I am your mother's sister, your precious mother who loved you so much that she chose to give up her own life. Yes, that is what living among humans does to us. It kills us, Severine said. She didn't. She didn't choose to leave us. She was sick. Papa said so. She would never... Your precious papa had no idea who his wife was. Did you, Pierre? Severine moved over to him and shook his head for him. No? There, that's straight from the jumbie's mouth. My papa is not a jumbie. Severine looked at Pierre. Not yet, she said. But soon he will be. Corinne rammed into Severine, clawing and slapping and kicking her as hard as she could. Severine held out one long twiggy hand and easily held Corinne away from her body. She laughed again. You are more like me than you think, little girl. So I'm going to give you a chance to join your real family. Your father is already on our side. You can come too. You must have known that you were better than the other children, Severine said. Who among them can climb trees as quickly as you? Who among them could chase an animal into a forest and catch it? Who among them could see a jumbie looking at them from the shadows of the forest and make it out alive? You are part of this island. That is why you are so comfortable on it. Severine pulled herself up to her full height. Her head bumped the ceiling. She stretched out, her arms and face hardened like tree bark. The hair on her skin bristled. Severine's eyes flashed with anger, and Corinne noticed that the shape of them was so similar to her mother's. Corinne felt numb. She, her hand went up to her necklace and she fingered the stone's smooth face. I was the one who saw that day in the forest, Severine said. I followed you out. Then you and your father led me to your very own sister. Thank you for that. I might never have found her, and I had no idea you had even existed. She stepped forward and grabbed Corinne's chin in her dry, rough hand. Corinne tried to pull away, but Severine's grip grew tighter. Now I know I can live in the world with people. She found the way, but she was weak. I am stronger. I can take my time to turn all the people on the island. I can make this island what it once was. We can all be one kind, one family. Corinne squirmed under Severine's hand and felt sick to her stomach at the thought of an island filled with jumbies. She reached behind her again, looking for something else to protect her, but there was nothing. We can be the first family, Corinne. I will be your new mother, and every creature on the island will be under our spell. If you come willingly, you will lose nothing. You will have your own thoughts, your own will. 
you can do as you wish, and you will be powerful. We will both be powerful together as a family. No one will be able to stop us. Imagine being able to go do anything you want. Severine's eyes glistened with the greed at the thought, and Corinne trembled. But if you refuse to join me, Severine said as her muscle and her hand tightened even more. You will be a mindless drone, just like the rest of them, just like your father will be soon. It will be a shame for me to lose all your wonderful talent. Severine stopped herself. In that moment, Severine's eyes widened with shock, as if she had let something slip. But she took a breath, and her face returned to its previous sneer. I will get rid of you if I have to. I don't care if you are my own sister's child. Corinne's skin prickled, and her heart thermored. She tried to make her face look as if she was thinking hard. I could do anything, she said softly. Severine's grip loosened. Yes, you could. You are like your mother, like me. You have far more abilities than you can imagine. Corinne moved away from the jumbie's hand. Like what? The back of Severine's face twisted into a grimace that Corinne thought was meant to be a smile. I can show you. Severine came closer as she did. Her body shrank down to a, li a little. Corinne could see that there were insects crawling up and around Severine's body. Hundreds of millipedes and centipedes, cockroaches and beetles crawled in and out of the crags of her body. They dashed in and out of the fine fur and bored their way through her chest so that Corinne could see straight through it like an old rotten tree. Corinne's stomach turned, but she tried not to show it. Instead, she backed up towards one of the windows. Sometimes the others would make fun of me because I was faster than they were, Corinne said. They were jealous. I always felt alone when my father was out on the sea. You will never have to feel alone again. Corinne was right up against the window now. She waited. Severine was almost back down to her usual size. Her green dress skimmed just above her ankles. The holes in her skin began to close. A few insects crawled beneath the surface of her skin just a little bit more. Corinne thought. Will it be like having a mother again? Corinne asked. She looked steadily at Severine. The jumbie's face had rearranged into something that looked close to joy. A muddy tear trickled down her face and became a large millipede that crawled into a crack of her neck and out again through a hole under her arm. Corinne felt her face twist in disgust. Severine stopped in her tracks and narrowed her eyes at Corinne. Then she looked at where Corinne was standing. Get away from the window, she said. Corinne pretended not to understand. What do you mean? She pressed her finger against the shutter and got ready to fling it open. Get away from the window, Severine screamed and lunged for Corinne. Corinne jumped 
out of the way and swang the window open. And in one movement, the light hit Sabrine full in the face and she clattered it to the floor like a pile of firewood as she tried to avoid it. Sabrine pulled, ba pulled back up to her full height, towering over Corinne. Insects crawled in a frenzy up and around her body. Fine, you will be just like him soon, Severine said, pointing to Pierre. It would have been nice to show you how to use your gifts. Nicole would have liked that. She should have taught them to you, but perhaps she thought you were too weak. It's a pity, Corinne. We could have been a family. Corinne did not like the way Severine said her mother's name, like it was revolting taste on her tongue. I am not your family. My mama was nothing like you. Everyone loved her. She was lovely and kind. She was, she was a jumby, Corinne, same as me. And she lied to everyone. Everyone who loved her had no idea who she really was. So you choose your side wisely. Still shaking, Corinne took a deep breath and tried to sound strong. I will fight you, she said, but her voice cracked. You are very much like them, Severine said. Ungrateful. My sister saved their kind. She took off their chains and brought them to the island. And how did they repay her? By forgetting her, forgetting. In mere days, they started to cut down our trees to build their own homes. Then they set fire to our forest to make space to grow their food. A few years later, they told their children that we were monsters and tried to get rid of us. But now it's our time to turn things back. The people will become jumbies like us or they will die. And your mother isn't here to convince me otherwise. We will not let you, Corinne said in a more determined voice. Severine shrugged. Then your fate will be worse that it, than his. She pointed to Pierre. I was right. You are more trouble than you're worth. Corinne grabbed her papa around the waist and tried to hoist him out of the chair. She was much, he was much too large and heavy, and they both flew on the floor. She got up and began to pull him away, but Severine grabbed his other hand and pulled Pierre back into his chair. Then she picked Corinne up by the neck. Corinne struggled and kicked at the air as Severine's fingers began to squeeze tighter and tighter around her throat. Suddenly, Severine's eyes grew wide. She dropped Corinne and looked at her palm. A small oval was burned into it, the same shape and size of the stone on Corinne's necklace. Severine stepped back with a look of fear on her face. Corinne rose to her feet, ripped off her necklace, and held it in front of Severine, trying to drive her out of the house, but it was not enough. Severine caught her by the wrist and twisted her hand around until Corinne was forced to drop the necklace onto the floor. Then Severine dragged Corinne to the front door and flung her outside. She landed with a thud at the bottom of the orange tree her mama had planted. Corinne wiped away some tears which fell on the soil above 
Mrs. Rodicine's sorry silk. Just then, the brothers, the brothers and Drew arrived, gasping, to catch their breaths from running. They hurried to help Corinne. Severine stood in the shade of the porch and held out the necklace by its string, unbothered by Drew and the boys. You see, Corinne, I have your father, and now I have your mother, too. The time of people is over. It's my time again. Her wicked laugh echoed off the trees. I will show you whose house this is. Then Severine muttered something in a strange language. Immediately, the ground began to shake beneath them. Long ropes of green broke out of the earth, growing in every direction and sprouting bright orange thorns that glistened with thick, fouling smell liquid. Buki put his hands over his nose and mouth. It smells like something rotten. Crin grabbed the back of her shirt and Drew's hand as she scampered out of the way. Malik had already started running for the road. The four of them barely had time to scramble out of the way as the thorn bush grew up and out and the yard was completely blocked off from the road. There they stood and watched the thick vine wind its way around the entire house, even covering its overhead. Drew moved forward to get a better look. No, Corinne shouted, just as a vine swung out. Malik pulled Drew out of the way of the vine as it whipped the air where her face had just been. A bird flew over the house. Another vine lashed out and smacked the bird, which dropped to the ground in front of them. The four quickly backed away from the dead animal. What did I tell her brother? Buki said. Didn't I say she needed a plan? Malik nodded. Corinne stared as though raced through her head about her father sitting like an empty shell inside the house. Severine being her mama's sister. The way Severine had been burned by the stone necklace. The brothers looked on as she clutched at the space on her chest where the necklace had been. Malik tugged at her clothes, tried to pull her away from the house. What did she do to your father, Drew asked. He doesn't know me, Corinne said. Tears rolled out of her eyes and got soaked up by the dirt at her feet. He looks like Papa. But he isn't. We have to get out of here, Buki said. He took Corinne's hand and pulled her along behind him. She says it's her island, Corinne whispered. She says she's going to take it back. What does she mean by that, Drew asked. Corinne? Corinne stopped and looked at her friends gravely. It means we have to fight. Join me again next time for the continuation of the Jumbies. See you then.